0: Alright, well, the WWF had its annual Survivor Series pay-per-view last night, and it was a good card. Not the traditional Survivor Series, but the new Triple H era. War Games, the match beyond Survivor Series. So, if you're unfamiliar with War Games, they put two rings up, they surround it by one giant steel cage, and Competitors enter, they start with two, two, one from each team and then uh, they enter enter in three minute-ish intervals. So every three minutes somebody enters the cage once all ten people are inside the match begins and you have to win by pinfall nor submission pinfall or submission it's a pretty cool concept brought forth by the great Dusty Rhodes over 30 years ago and uh I think what's really cool about this is for maj- the majority of the match, one team always has an advantage by one person. Uh, actually, that's not that cool. <laughs> uh, everybody in this match is a rival. Yeah, you know, I'm a fan of the old Survivor series method where you had every match was a survivors match. Four or five guys to a team and they all had alliances along the way. Now this year's Survivor series they did have that where everybody was a rival. You know, everybody had a rivalry, but I don't know. It it might just be the mood I'm in. It lacked a little luster to me, but the card made up for it. They made up for what they, they, they made up for it. The matches were outstanding. Everybody put on a good show and so on. So to begin with, we had the women's Survivor Series match started right out. Uh, the first two women in were Bianca Belair and Dakota Kai. In this match, the bad guys had the advantage. So the second person in the cage was Eos Sky. Uh, they beat up on Bianca pretty good. Well, I sh- yeah, did I say the third person in the cage? EO Sky. And Bianca and Dakota start out, you know, just good wrestling, nothing exciting. Then uh, Asuka was the fourth person in the cage. She comes in. Beats up the bad guys, you know, all that jazz. Uh, The fourth person coming out was Crazy Nikki Cross. I'm excited for this gimmick. I like Nikki Cross as this crazy person that belongs in a mental institution character. Uh, It's just so much better than everything that Vince and whoever... We're trying to do with her and the superhero gimmick and all this shit. All of that was just terrible. It was terrible as I'm going to describe it. So Nikki loads the ring with weapons and plunder, trash cans, uh, Singapore canes, uh, tables, all that, chairs. Then out comes Alexa Bliss for the good guys. She starts cleaning house. She starts out with a, a drop kick to Dakota Kai, who is holding a trash can lid, and Alexa actually throws a really good drop kick. Uh, I think she's, uh, I think she's really a much better wrestler than people give her credit for. So she cleaned house. Next thing you know, crazy Nikki Cross climbs to the top of the war games cage. Those of you that don't know war games, they have a platform on the top of the sides of the cage, on the top of the cage where the wrestlers can walk back and forth like a catwalk. Uh, in the corner, there's a platform. It's obviously there for them to do dives. But Nikki Cross sat up there, and she was just kind of moving back and forth in place, laughing, enjoying the spectacle of everybody in the ring beating each other with weapons. Uh, and <laughs> that was kind of Nikki's gimmick through the whole thing. Just enjoying the pain and carnage. So now we see why Nikki Cross is at the top of the cage. Uh, Everybody gets into position. Nikki comes off the top of the cage onto everyone. Uh, The next person out was Bailey and her moles. Uh, She pulled more ladders from under the ring and other plunder. Uh, Dakota, Bailey, and Nikki... Wedged Bianca against the cage with a table. Uh, That was the big spot there. Mia Yim then entered the equation. Uh, Sometimes they're calling her Chin, which I guess is Korean for crazy or something like that. But Mia Mia Yim. (laughs) Uh, She goes out and gets more weapons, trash cans. Uh, I just kind of paused here and said, why didn't they need weapons in the first War Games match? Uh, 30 whatever years ago, it was, uh, I, I do believe, I know Dusty Rhodes was one of them, maybe Magnum TA, uh, and the Road Warriors, and probably Paul Elring. They, uh, were such good wrestlers, and it was so much more believable back then, they didn't need weapons. And, another thing about the war games back then, was the cage had a roof on it. There was another cage, there was a ceiling on the cage, however you want to put it, so that nobody could get in or out. It was all about settling a grudge between the four horsemen and Dusty Rhodes. And they didn't need weapons. They didn't need to do high spots. In fact, I believe that's the one where J.J. Dillon (coughs) got his collarbone broken because Road Warrior Hawk Lifted JJ up to do a power bomb or maybe a backbreaker, and JJ's feet hit the cage, the ceiling. Remember, I said it had a ceiling, uh, and he came down wrong, and landed on his shoulder. So anyhow, but that was that's the difference in wrestling then and now. We'll let it go. Uh, Rhea Ripley then enters the the fray and beats up on all the good guys. Uh, Then the last person in was uh, Becky Lynch. Uh, At this point, crazy Nikki Cross is just sitting on the top rope, bouncing up and down, giggling, (laughs) being crazy Nikki Cross. But now you've got all ten women in there, and they stare down or they the match officially begins. Now somebody can be pinned or submitted or whatever. So Becky Lynch comes in, she beats up all of the bad guys, except Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley stands up. Rhea Ripley and Becky have a face-off or stare down. Uh, after a couple of attempts, Rhea hits the riptide. On Becky Lynch. So they're kind of setting something up there. Uh, I noticed the women wear too much makeup and false eyelashes. Every match I've seen lately. uh, One of the women wrestlers is losing a false eyelash. And I think it's just time to. Okay you're a fucking wrestler. You know. Makeup and face paint. Are great, and with some women like Rhea Ripley, it adds to her character because she's got that really pale, goth, white foundation, and then the black uh, uh, eyeliner and lipstick, and so on. Uh, Becky Lynch, yeah, you know, she comes out with a lot of makeup around her eyes, but the long ass false eyelashes that's for models, that's not for wrestlers, and these eyelashes keep coming off and getting in the girl's eyes, and then there has to, oh, my eyelashes, you know, I, I just noticed that, um, of course, there was a question, who would turn, you know, who would turn heel, uh, people thought Alexa Bliss would turn on her team and feud with Bianca Belair, uh, that did not happen. So uh Eos Eosky got on top of the cage. She did a moonsault onto uh Bianca and uh who the fuck's uh Bianca and uh Mia Yim. I couldn't think of who M I A was <laughs> Uh then uh, for some reason, Nikki Cross got handcuffs out, and Alex she put them on Alexa Bliss. She put one end on Alexa. The problem was they were too big for Alexa's hands, and you could clearly tell Alexa was holding the handcuff on as she was selling. Uh, that she didn't want <laughs> Nikki Cross to handcuff her to the cage. Eventually, Alexa handcuffed the other end to Nikki Cross's hand, and now they're handcuffed together. Now, of course, they were tag team partners, and then uh, at, at one point in the past, Nikki Cross... And Alexa Bliss were a tag team, and Alexa turned on Nikki and became Bray Wyatt's something. So, anyways, I noticed also there were two referees in the cage. It certainly wasn't to keep order, because there was no order to this. It could have been if somebody sustained a a legitimate injury. I really don't know. So, the the match ends. Becky gets up on top of the cage. Uh, Bianca sets up a table. She puts Dakota Kai and Io Sky on the table. Becky does a big leg drop off the top of the cage. And I believe she pinned, technically pinned Dakota. So... Uh, it was a 10-star match. I liked it. It was entertaining. Uh, could have been better, could have been worse. Uh, but it was a good match overall. Next up was the match of the night. Uh, no doubt about it. Two guys that can work their asses off, wrestle their asses off. Uh, you know, early in his career, AJ it was AJ Styles and Finn Balor. Let me introduce the match. AJ and Finn, especially earlier in his career, AJ was known as a flyer, a high flyer. But I watched him wrestle many times in Ring of Honor in some 20-minute matches. And, you know, you see the highlight reels of AJ Styles doing you know corkscrew moon salts off the top rope and all sorts of things but really he was a technical wrestler that did crazy high spots to get your attention uh but these guys I couldn't take too many notes because I wanted to watch the match uh Finn Balor came out to the ring in some stupid helmet thing. I didn't quite... Whatever that was supposed to be. Uh, uh, They also went to a video package of uh, Dominic Mysterio and Rhea Ripley beating up Rey Mysterio on Thanksgiving Day at Rey's house. There are a lot of things wrong with this. One... Why is there a random camera crew at Ray's house? Now, we can suspend disbelief and say, well, they paid a cameraman to go with them. You know, we can. We can imagine that in all our little heads. Okay. So the other problem is, <sighs> Rey Mysterio is wearing his his gimmick mask at his house. Why? I know he's trying to keep up the luchador tradition of not being seen without your mask. But at home, when you're not expecting your son and his girlfriend to show up with a camera crew, you're wearing your mask. Alright, well anyhow. They then skip to the match. Uh, AJ Styles comes out wearing some weird gas mask thing. I guess it was the night of weird helmets. Uh, They start out chain wrestling, mat wrestling to pull you in, to get you slowly built in. This is how you put together a wrestling match. They slowly build you into the match, Uh, back and forth on the mat, holds technical wrestling, things like that. Balor uh, mocks AJ with the two sweet symbol that AJ and the, uh, the Good Brothers use uh of course in in New Japan wrestling uh AJ and Finn were a faction. Finn started the Bullet Club and then AJ Took it over from Finn Balor. And too sweet was the Bullet Club's hand signal. Uh, it was a good technical match. Not a lot of excessive flippy shit. Uh, and if you want to see wrestling the way wrestling should be done, watch this match. I couldn't write a lot down because I was too busy watching. Uh, AJ wins with a phenomenal forearm. 5 star classic match good match good job AJ and Finn Balor <sighs> next we had Shotzi Blackheart versus Ronda Rousey uh, Ronda is wearing uh, a large amount of face paint uh Makes her look even uglier than she is. <laughs> with all that money, you think she'd get some of those moles removed, but whatever. So, oops, sorry, I'm covering my face with the thing. Uh, and Ronda has chicken legs. Put her in some some pants, <laughs> please. Anyhow, she had chicken legs her whole UFC career. I guess she can have them in WWE, too. Uh, Chauncey was in control early. That really added to uh, Shotzi's gimmick. Made her look like a better wrestler. Uh, Just It looked good to have Shotzi in control at first. You know, uh, instead of just going out and getting crushed by Ronda like everybody thought it would be. Also, since Shotzi had no backup, her friend uh, Raquel Gonzalez is out for a few weeks with a supposedly broken arm. Uh, I thought Raquel was out because I, you know, knocked her up, but then I realized we've never met, so. Uh, but anyways, get well, Raquel, if you are legitimately injured. And I hope Raquel doesn't come back with any kind of surgical enhancements, any kind of... uh Plastic surgery, if you will. I just hope I hope she's not hurt too bad. But if she's going to be off TV for four to six weeks, I hope she comes back bigger and better. And I think she might even come back as a heel, maybe uh, a heel to fight Shotzi. Uh, This also does set up for a Raquel and uh, Ronda Rousey feud, which would be a good feud get the belt off Ronda Rousey. I don't know. But anyways, back to the match. Uh, Shotzi went for a high spot. Ronda, I don't know what happened. She was supposed to catch Shotzi, but somehow this turned into the worst belly-to-belly midair suplex I've ever seen. Uh it just looked bad. Rhonda is not a great worker. She has to be in the ring with Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, uh Sasha Banks or Mercedes Bernardo, uh whatever. Sasha Banks is going by now. Mercedes, Monet, something. Uh, Anyhow, but Ronda can't carry a match. She has to be carried. And Shotzi, yeah, she's really cool. I like her uh, gimmick. I like her uh, personality. I like the way... They let her come out in the tank and all that. But she was known for her dives, her high spots. She's not a mat wrestler. So you have two non-really mat wrestlers here uh, going at it. Rhonda needs to practice. She needs to get better at wrestling. But... Nonetheless, they they did what they could. Um, what other notes? Yeah, like I was just saying, uh, Shotzi did a, a dive off the guardrail onto Rhonda and Shayna, who were out in the audience, and Rhonda, Shayna, and Shotzi landed on some fake fans. In other words, a couple people WWE planted there to be part of this spot. Kind of <laughs> reminds me of Ring of Honor sitting in the front row. And we would always get wrestlers in our laps before the end of the night. I guess that's what WWE was going for. Uh, Ronda won with the arm bar. Uh, I give a lot of credit to Shotzi. I, I like Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, Ronda, I, I just, I don't know. I go back and forth with Ronda Rousey. I wanted to be a fan of hers when she was in UFC. But, you know, her cocky attitude that covers up the insecurities just wears on me. She was overrated as an ultimate fighter, she's overrated as a wrestler, but I understand that she puts asses in the seats. So that's what the business is all about, baby. So Bobby lastly Austin Theory, and Seth Rollins. Uh, it's This one I said to myself was going to be hard to predict, but... I thought Rollins would retain his title, uh, and this is why they need two separate world heavyweight titles. I feel like Bobby Lashley deserves to be in the world title picture, not just uh, in whatever match they put him in. Uh, the new bad ass Austin Theory is really great. And he has two names now. Austin Theory. He went from Austin Theory to Theory. Now he's Austin Theory. And he's a wrestler. Uh, you know, the the going out and taking selfies gimmick and all that was pretty good. To build, build up heel heat, but it went too long. Uh... It was just another sign where Vince wanted to make this kid, this guy, the next John Cena. And he was going to force Austin Theory on us, whether we wanted it or not. But Triple H has taken that, turned it around, and now you want to see Austin Theory. To either like him or hate him, but you want to see Austin Theory. How quickly you can turn somebody around by booking them the right way. So Austin Theory is using all kinds of weapons to keep Bobby Lashley at bay. Uh, He's using the the steel ring steps, which are actually hollowed out aluminum and probably weigh 50 pounds, not 300 pounds, like the announcers always say. Uh, He's throwing Bobby Lashley into the barricade. Pretty much anything to keep Bobby Lashley out of the match. Uh, then he's going after Seth Rollins. Um, Theory's gear kind of looks like military fatigues now. Uh, Seth Rollins, very good. I think he's almost underrated, to be honest with you. Almost underrated. Uh because he he can work and he can get other people over. He gets himself over. Uh, he's an over the top character, but he does it well. And he's a good, good wrestler. So Rollins gets some offense in. This was a match then I realized to Not fill Time, but to get Austin Theory over. Uh, It ends with Bobby Lashley spearing Seth Rollins by accident. And Theory gets the pin. So Theory is the new United States champion, except this time he's over. (laughs) He's actually over. So now we're up to the men's war games match. The brawling brutes plus, fit, plus uh, pardon me, let me start that over. The brawling brutes with Drew McIntyre and Kevin Owens uh, versus the bloodline with Sami Zayn, the honorary oos. So, they start with Butch and Jey Uso. Butch is doing his finger locks, his joint manipulation on Jey Uso. Uh, They point out that 30 years ago, it was Paul Heyman's Dangerous Alliance versus Sting and Friends. Yes, they do do some throwbacks to WCW uh, now in WWE and those of you who don't know what the Dangerous Alliance is or was the Dangerous Alliance was Paul Heyman's faction of course he was Paul E. Dangerously at the time He had a mullet and a brick cell phone, but in his dangerous alliance, he had the best wrestlers of the day. He had a young, stone-cold Steve Austin. This was in WCW, uh, where he was stunning Steve Austin and a pretty boy. Yes, Stone Cold started out as a pretty boy in wrestling. Uh, it had the living legend Larry Zabisco in this faction. Uh, while Ric Flair was off in WWE, Arn Anderson was in this faction. Also, they had Medusa, one of the one or two women's wrestlers in the company also in this faction, was Ravishing Rick Rude. So, Paul Heyman had his hand hand hand-picked these wrestlers to be a faction in WCW, and he picked the best of the best. All... These guys are Hall of Famers. And he wanted stunning Steve Austin because he could tell Austin had it. The the world famous it in wrestling. Austin had it even back in the WCW days. So anyhow... Back to the present day. Butch and Jey Uso. The next thing comes, Rich Holland. They used a lot of double-team submission holds on Jay Uso. Uh, the f- next man in was Sami Zayn. Jimmy Uso, of course, wanted to go into the match to help his brother. But Roman Reigns, they had the guys in a... a, a a cage at the top of uh, the rampway, and Roman Reigns was sitting in a chair calling the shots. He said to Jimmy Uso, "No, let Sammy Zayn go into the ring next." <coughs> and Sammy's whole goal was to prove himself to the Usos and. Roman, that he was really an Uso. So, Sammy goes in, beats up all the good guys, uh, for a little while. Butch and Rich get back in control of the match. Then Drew McIntyre comes in. Drew is a phenomenal athlete for a guy of his build and height. Um... Next man in is Jimmy Uso. He starts getting tables and plunder and weapons and throwing those into the ring instead of helping his team. Uh, at one point, uh, Jay Uso and Sami Zayn were sort of fighting over a table. Sami went to set up a table for a spot. Jay Uso came over and shoved him out of the way. Uh, Kevin Owens goes in next. He gets more chairs and more weapons. Uh, then we have Solo Sakai enter the match. This dude reminds me of, uh, Samoa Joe so much. No relation, but Solo is just such a, a compact badass, and he's strong as a bull. And just a great athlete. You don't realize how built and how put together and strong Solo Sakai is, but he is a bad dude. Uh, he's just got that badass look. He's built compact and strong, wrestles barefoot. Uh, I, I just have really high hopes for him. He came in and beat up on all the good guys because he was rested and fresh and blah, blah, blah. Uh, Kevin Owens throws Solo into the cage head first a couple times. Solo no sells it. <clears throat> Next man in the cage is Seamus. Hold on a minute, let me turn the page. Seamus comes out. Sammy tries to shut the door on Seamus. Sammy's basically holding the door closed so that Seamus can't get in. Well, it turns out the door swings both ways. And so Seamus hits Sammy with the door. Uh Seamus beats up on all the bad guys. Uh, finally the last man in is Roman Reigns, of course. Two hundred or eight hundred and eighteen days as champion, which is unheard of in the modern era. Uh, they pointed out that ten years ago Roman Reigns and the SHIELD. But specifically, Roman Reigns made his debut at Survivor Series. Um, Roman punches out all the good guys. Jay Uso super kicked Sammy when uh, Butch, of the, uh, the good guys, <laughs> the brawling brutes, pardon me. Butch ducked, Sammy got a super kick. Uh, Kevin Owens, who had a great match here. Uh, he does the pop-up power bomb and Stone Cold Stunner to Roman Reigns, and I'm thinking, holy shit, KO is gonna pin Roman, and Sammy Zayn grabs the referee's arm when he's about to come down for the three count and stops the pin, <laughs> saving the day. Uh, this is when the crowd starts chanting Sammy Uso. which was pretty awesome. Uso, uh, Sammy Uso, then faces off with uh, Kevin Owens. Kevin almost gets super kicked by Jay Uso, but he catches the super kick. And I thought he was chewing on Jay's foot for some reason, but maybe he was giving orders to Sammy because Sammy forgot his spot or Something. But Sammy low blows Kevin Owens. uh, Punches him in the crotch, in other words. Then Owens staggers into the corner. Sammy hits the haluva kick. Uh, That sets up Jay Uso for a splash off the top rope onto Kevin Owens. And now Sammy Uso... Has proven himself. He's part of the Uso family. Everybody loves Sammy and the F- Uso family. And all is happy. Uh, I gave it 82.3 stars. It's a great match. Uh, as for the pay-per-view, everything was good. There were no letdowns. There were n- really you would have thought Rhonda and You would have thought Ronda and Shotzi would have been your bathroom or snack break match. But even that match was good and worth watching. AJ and Finn Balor was the match of the night. You, you just had to watch it. Uh, Austin Theory got back on the right track. Uh, I think the War Games at NXT... The WarGames matches in NXT were a little bit better than this, these WarGames matches. But to tell you the truth, I would probably go back and watch this again. Shotzi Blackheart deserved to get the title shot. Uh, Shotzi was phenomenal in NXT. And they kind of hurt her on the main roster. So she deserved this build-up and to be in this title match. Uh, I don't see the point of Shayna Baszler being at ringside with Ronda Rousey. But I would rather see a Ronda Rousey-Shayna Baszler feud because I think with their MMA backgrounds, they could put together a good match if they had a good uh, agent working with them and practiced it out. Uh, I, but like I said, I would rather see sh- uh, Shitfire. Ronda versus Shayna than Shayna in Ronda's corner. Overall, I give this pay-per-view a 99.8%. Three, five star rating. Uh, great matches. The wrestlers pulled everything out, pulled out all the stops. So, all in all, good show WWE, good show wrestlers. Uh, they had a post show press conference. <laughs> uh, nobody went to business for themselves like CM Punk. <laughs> of course, the, <laughs> That will not happen at a WWE press conference. So, anyways, but good stuff overall. Uh, I guess this nut, Teddy Hart, has a documentary out that dropped on Peacock and maybe Netflix this week. I'm going to check that out and do a review and recap of it. Teddy Hart is one of the craziest, stupidest, most mentally ill people I know, have ever seen. Uh, so I'm going to review that documentary. Have that up for you tonight or tomorrow. Uh, other than that, God bless. Pray for one another. Love somebody today. Be the reason somebody feels loved. And remember to do all the like, share, and subscribe stuff. Now I got to wheel myself over to the laptop and turn this off. Maybe.